This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, here we go. What a day today is going to be. Welcome back to Mariners Pod. Thanks for being here. Uh, glorious day yesterday for the Mariners, an off day, of course, but Baltimore coming through with a big win against the Red Sox. Shannon Dreyer is going to be here in a moment. We're going to talk all about it as uh, we connected right after Baltimore beat the Boston Red Sox, took the series from Boston, and now the Mariners come into today with If they sweep the Angels, which again, easier said than done, if the Mariners sweep the Angels, the worst that could happen is game 163. That's the worst if they sweep the Angels. And if Boston loses another game along the way, who knows? The way I look at this, the Mariners can get to 92 wins by going 3-0. and The Red Sox can get to 92 by going 3-0. and The Yankees just have to go 1-2. and to get to that number, and the Blue Jays cannot get to 92. They're mathematically eliminated from 92 wins. To get to 91, the Mariners 2-1, and one, the Red Sox 2-1, and one, the Yankees are already there, and the Blue Jays have to win out 3-0 and oh to get to 91. And 90 wins, the Mariners, Red Sox, both 1-2. and two. Not possible for the Yankees. They're already over that. And the Blue Jays would have to go 2-1 and one to get to 90. So that's the quick cheat sheet on what things are looking at heading into this weekend. The Mariners, of course, three against the Angels. Boston, strangely enough, will play at Washington, and no DH, which could be a factor. The Yankees will take on Tampa Bay, and now the Blue Jays will take on our new favorite team in Baltimore. After Ryan Mountcastle, I am so looking forward to Ryan Mountcastle Day coming up at T-Mobile Park next year, but he came through again for Baltimore. Inclined to argue with umpires these days. First pitch swinging, Ryan Mountcastle, bullpen bound. It's out of here. Orioles take a 3-1 lead. And they would never give the lead back. Our thanks to Baltimore's radio network as Baltimore, two out of three from the Boston Red Sox. So it starts tonight for the Mariners. Marco Gonzalez will take the ball in game one of the series. What a weekend it is going to be. The place is filling out. It is going to be packed. It is going to be a wild weekend as the Mariners make a playoff push. And here to talk about it, here's Shannon Dreyer. We are both big Baltimore fans. We like the city. We enjoy the trip. And we really like this version of the Baltimore Orioles, especially Ryan Mountcastle. <laughs> first, first of all, Gary, Oh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> you th- will we get that tomorrow? Uh, are there, are we going to hear a certain uh, number of fans tomorrow? that will be savvy enough to give us an O in the national anthem tomorrow. Do you think? I mean, how awesome would that be? We could get that going on social media in tribute to the Baltimore Orioles. I love it. Yes. And if you don't know what we're talking about, 
at Camden Yards and everywhere where Orioles fans travel and the national anthem when it comes to the final O's, say does that star-spangled banner, everybody shouts, oh, on that final. And you hear it at at T-Mobile Park when they're in town. So that was my little tribute. Somebody was as a lifetime Orioles fan, and I I think they were being serious on Twitter. So I just tweeted them back and, oh, I love it. Because I think that's what you do, that and the crabs in the old bay. I'm pushing for Ryan Mountcastle night when Baltimore returns to T-Mobile Park next year. I think that will be great. The pregame ceremony. I always liked him. Thing. Yeah, I think that will be fun. <laughs> we'll throw a fish at him? <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. I When looking at the pitching matchups and seeing Sale uh, starting in game one, Evaldi in game two, and knowing what Boston can do offensively, I was hoping that Baltimore could somehow steal a game. And the fact that they took two out of three is remarkable baseball right oh it is and that's the beauty of it and it's so funny because i think we're being reintroduced to everything in september and, and i think one of my my favorite tweets of the night was looking at the tweet deck and seeing my co-worker at 17 710 espn seattle uh stacy ross tweeting out i'm just a girl watching an orioles game <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yes you get it yeah and you think about how many, I mean, if you're new to baseball or, you know, obviously it's been a long time, um, this is what you do this week. Mm-hmm. And you hang on every pitch, not just for your team, but for the teams that could impact it. And yeah, not a lot got done today. I mean, that's the best. It is the best. When you are cheering for a random team with random players, it's the greatest. I love it so much. And you are as invested as if you're watching your own team play, because in a lot of ways you essentially are. And that's what September baseball is. And it is so gratifying when it goes the right way. And we spent a lot of energy just trying to figure out the scenarios and what we wanted today. And then, of course, in the middle of it all, it all changed. But um, I feel good about the outcome. I think this, do we agree, this is the best outcome? Yes, I think so. Because now going into tomorrow, and just to simplify the whole thing, if you want to make this simple, if the Mariners sweep the Angels, and that's no gimme, by the way, as we've seen from the Boston-Baltimore series, but if the Mariners do sweep the Angels, the worst that can happen is Game 163. The worst. And if Boston loses along the way, then you're in. And Toronto cannot catch you if you sweep the Angels. So it's amazing in just the matter of a week or just a few days, how this thing is totally flipped. Well, it was amazing watching the um, Blue Jays media kind of tweeting out and and seeing things that we've seen attached to the Mariners for the last two weeks and that they need to do this and they need help. The Mariners no longer need help. You know, their path is clear, went out and you get something. You get at least one more game. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not technically the postseason, but 163, uh, that obviously you want the postseason, you want that wild card game, but getting to 163, getting an extra game, getting an extra game of that magnitude, it's going to feel like a playoff game, especially for these young players. Uh, why not? So it, it's, I, I'm just absolutely fired up about that. And then the other thing that I was hearing, I watched some of their post game show on TV is their pitching is now, they basically said it's all hands on deck. They're going to be bringing guys back on short rest and everything else. And the Mariners can just continue going the way that they've gone. It's all laid out for them. Everybody is 
pitching on regular rest. I think you've got the arms that you want going the next three days. Um, If they're playing on Monday, that can be very interesting. But all of a sudden, things kind of settle down a little bit for them. No, you're right. I mean, you love Marco going tomorrow. He's been great. You love flexing in game two of this series. And then Tyler Anderson, you know, at that point, it is it is all hands on deck if you need that win. But Tyler Anderson pitched real. He's pitched really well outside of one game. And so you feel you feel great, I think, about where the pitching is at in these three games. And this the timing of this off day, I cannot emphasize how important oh. it is heading into this three games. And the others don't have it. I was just going to point to that and that you did. You can, you know, not that you had to realign your starting rotation or anything, but your entire bullpen just got a break. And the other guys aren't getting that. And we know for this team, that's enormous. A day you can give Seawald at this point and Steckenrider, all of them, valuable days. Valuable days. Uh, That's why, this goes without saying, this is Captain Obvious statement here, but... Man, if they can break out the sticks in a couple of these games, put up some big numbers, that would be really helpful too. So I, I know I'm asking for wins. I'm also asking for a lot of runs. I'm asking for a lot, but that would really help. Absolutely. Because as much as I'd be happy with 163, I would much rather they're playing on Tuesday. And if they can have a day off before that, even the better. Yeah, it gives, your, it gives you yourself the best chance of winning that one game. Hey, I will take it no matter what. I am... <laughs> no matter how they get there, I don't care, but it gives you the best chance if you can get the day off before that. And just, is it Tuesday or Wednesday that they would play a wild card game? Uh, I believe it's Tuesday. So okay. I believe it would be, you know, if we map this out, just play this game real quick. If uh, Sunday, the Mariners play the final game against the Angels, and if there is a 163, it would be the next day. So theoretically, just as a thought exercise, you'd fly to Fenway. And if you win that game, I believe the next night you'd be in Yankee Stadium taking on the Yankees, which is pretty good <laughs> to think about. Can we go to Tampa instead? <laughs> well, if you beat the Yankees, that would be the next stop. So the East Coast uh, AL East tour would uh, roll along. I don't even want to look at that. That gets scary after that. Um, Ivaldi is set up to pitch, I believe, uh, a wild card or a tie break. I think that's what I saw. And he didn't throw a lot of pitches his last time out. Yankee Stadium scares the heck out of me, but we'll just take him one time for one game at a time. But then, I mean, if you get to Tampa, what are the Rays thinking? Do they want to face the Mariners? Uh, given the matchup this year, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it did not work out well for them. It's worked out well for everyone else in baseball, but for whatever reason, what was it? Six and one this year? Six and one. Yeah. I mean, this is what makes it so fun on a night like this, because it feels like all the possibilities are there. It feels like anything can happen in this moment, which is phenomenal. Can I point out something else while we're at it? Yeah. Uh, obviously it is not a case where, you know, they can catch them, but right now they're four games behind the Houston Astros. And usually this time of the year, they are 15, 16, whatever behind the Houston Astros. And, and I don't think that that should go unnoticed what they've done. You know, their record is for real. They've been doing it for a long time. They're not sneaking up on anybody. They've been one of the best teams in the American league since May 24th. 
But to look at the standings, and we talked about this on the pre and the post game shows that there has been a changing of the guard. I think we've put the A's in the rearview mirror for a while, but now you are that close to the Houston Astros. Yeah, you could feel good about that. I mean, 90 plus wins, assuming, but I mean, think about it from this perspective too. The White Sox, who are a really good team, 91 and 68 right now. I mean, the Mariners are right behind Chicago. I don't think anyone would have had that coming into the season. Mariners right behind the Yankees at 91 wins. I mean, yeah. you're right to point that out. I mean, they are right there with the best of the best in the American League. And honestly, they have been for a while. If you look at the records, you know, they haven't been too far off. But I, I think that that just regardless of what happens, it should not be missed. Uh, the progress that they have made on that front, what they've done in the division, the records have been really good in the division. Uh, they you know, made up a little bit of good ground. The Astros are still clearly kind of the, the top of the class right now. But, uh, you know, you looked at, you had a four-game sweep of Toronto this year. You had a four-game sweep of the Rays. You've absolutely owned the Oakland A's. It, it's been a good year in that regard. Now, unfortunately, the rest of the American League is the one part that has given them some trouble. But We'll deal with that when you get to it. And I think, you know, one of the things that's pretty amazing is when you look at the wild card teams, the Mariners have been remarkably consistent for the better part of at least a month right now. And New York and Boston have been all over the map. Yeah. And Toronto just looks like they're fading right now. Which is shocking. Uh, this whole thing, you're right. Is What's been amazing about this race is it has looked like I have given the Yankees, Red Sox, and Toronto at all different times, the first wild card. Like, oh, well, Toronto's running away with it now. Remember, they were they were just blazing hot. Same with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I have given them the spot all different times. And then, bam, it hasn't just been like alternating wins. It has been like winning seven in a row, losing five in a row. It has been right. a wild ride with those teams. It has been. And the Mariners at the worst, oh, they lose two and then they bounce back or they have a horrendous loss and they come right back, but it still counts as one. And I wonder how much of that, you know, especially watching today and yesterday, when you look at what Garrett Cole did yesterday, when you looked at uh, Robbie Ray today, yeah. I wonder if it's it's been the managing of the Mariners pitching throughout the year. And of course, kind of the wild card that you have in Chris Flexen, who pitched last year a full season. It's a really great point because we are truly in uncharted waters right now. And especially as we get to the postseason, I think this is going to be something to watch because some of these guys have racked up a lot of innings, especially given the lack of work last year. And I don't think anyone knows to, I don't know what to expect, but it does. I was thinking about that same thing when you see Ray and Cole guys who have been lights out this season, struggle this late in the season. It, it does make you wonder. So that means we should see Matt Brash in the next few days. <laughs> he's still he's still here. <laughs> I mean, it feels like that's going to happen at some point in this series. It feels like there will be a window, and I understand why he has not pitched in the magnitude of those games against Oakland, and they were really close. But it feels like at some point in these next three games, there will be a window for Matt Brash. Well, and I hope it's because they're up eight in some yes. game and they can put him in and he can get his feet wet. But, you know, another thing in watching these other games is we have seen times in the last month where Scott has really pushed the bullpen. We haven't seen that as much in the last 10 days. Yeah, we really haven't, uh, except for maybe Seawald's the exception. Seawald, maybe. He was like three of five or five of yeah. seven days. 
I think he had yeah. four or five at one point. But outside of that, and even, you know, Sadler has gotten three days off. I think Steckenrider had a three days off recently. I think too. he had a five day off at one yeah. point recently. Yep. Yeah. And you start to look around the rest of the bullpen and they really have managed. And part of that is they've been able to do that because it's pretty deep. I mean, it's, it's a, I would say a flexible bullpen with depth to it. And so it allows you in a game where you have to get that you, that you can stay away from Sadler in a game and then ride Steckenrider and, and Seawald or whoever you want to do it. I mean, that's the luxury of having a deep bullpen and not many teams can say they have this kind of bullpen. And that's really been the difference all year, I think. No, and your roll the dice arms give you a chance too. You know, Castillo, yeah. that hurt yesterday, but that has not been typical of what we have seen since he's come back from the IL. Uh, he just gives them up dramatically. <laughs> yeah, and even kind of spectacularly. Yeah, and even guys that aren't in what I refer to as kind of the A bullpen, you know, the Joe Smith. Yeah, especially the big four. Yeah, Smith has given you big moments. Johan Ramirez has given you a couple of enormous moments, especially in extra innings. Eric Swanson, who has not pitched a lot recently, he's given some important innings as well. And Doolittle has been really useful as well. So even those guys not in the A bullpen, when they have been called on in situations when needed, they've, for the most part, gotten it done. And I, I think it's, you know, it's just so deep in that regard that that's going to give them a chance in whatever they do. And again, I think it all goes back. If you can get them any sort of break in the next three days, that could pay off in spades on Monday or Tuesday. I am so jacked for the atmosphere coming up against the angels in game one, especially with what happened with Baltimore and Boston, knowing that it's tied. I think it is going to be phenomenal at T-Mobile park. It's going, yeah, to be, we've, it's going to be so great. We've heard there have been a significant number of tickets that have been sold for the weekend series, that it's going to look very different. Um, it's it's you know, just hearing, I've got friends and family members, I'm going to be there and, and you know, asking about the tickets, uh, you know, out and about today doing, getting some errands to run, just talking with random people and, oh, my mom's in town. And I thought, what could we do with her? Maybe we can go to a Mariners game. I'm not really a Mariners fan, or I, but I like watching baseball. Do you think this weekend would be good? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. This weekend would be absolutely perfect. But it's been, you know, I've talked about this a little bit on Twitter. It, the, the fans have been unbelievable this year. And we're not just saying that. My feeling at first was, oh, they're so happy after a year without baseball to get back into the park. But it's been different level and just kind of their commitment within the games and uh, how loud they've been and what they've been cheering. A lot of strike three cheers you hear even early in the game. Uh, it, it seems like a different crowd and uh, seeing them leave the ballpark every night and starting the, uh, you know, let's go Mariners cheers. It, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a fun thing to be a part of. And, you know, what, what better way to spend a rainy Friday, Saturday or Sunday this weekend, because it is going to be electric. One of my favorite things was seeing Julio's tweets this morning. Yes. <laughs> he might be the most excited of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you should be here. I will be. <laughs> and then he puts up the plane emoji, the Dominican flag emoji, the USA emoji, which automatically sent half a Twitter into, have you been called up? No, no, but I'm coming. I don't know where I'm sitting. I will be there. Of course he is. And why wouldn't you? I don't know if he's bringing himself to this or if they're bringing him, but if he's going to be a part of it, you want him in the building and feeling that. 
We need to get a camera on him during the game too. I mean, we've watched him in spring training in the stands and it's fun. I can't wait to see him in an atmosphere like this. He's going to yeah, be, I think he's going <laughs> to, he's going to wear his like jogging suit, his workout suit and stand behind home plate. <laughs> Do you need me? I'm here. Let me go pinch run. Got my uniform on underneath this. <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I was convinced that's what he was doing in spring training. <laughs> oh, Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. I was just thinking about this matchup. It, it is it is going to be so strange. Uh, just a, the atmosphere. And it's one thing that the Oakland A's were still fighting for something, and the Angels clearly aren't. It, it is going to be, from that perspective, really interesting to watch how these games play out. Yeah, what I'm a little bit ner nervous about in that is that I, I thought that Oakland was pretty much a beaten team, even though they were still in it. Just everything that was going on around them, mm -hmm. they they had kind of the feel you know, when they came into the park, even though they just came off a sweep of the Houston Astros. Uh, I, I just felt like they were done. And the Angels have been playing a little bit of better baseball in the second half, and they've had some moments, and they've kind of tried to sell at one point. They were on the upswing, and now it's a different story with Joe Madden coming out saying we got to do more, and it's a starting pitching, and we've got to do more with that. Uh, so that makes – I think they're going to come in maybe with a little bit – it, it sounds crazy, but I, I think they might have a little bit more fire and maybe a little bit more uh, that they're going to want to show in, in playing that spoiler role a little bit. And, of course, they've got Otani, who's not going to pitch, and hopefully the Mariners are not going to pitch to him, but – He's just been, you know, going off right now with the bat and the stolen bases since he's not pitching. He seems to be on a mission to put up as many numbers as he possibly can between now and the end of the season. So uh, I think we've just got the one pitching with Suarez tomorrow, but I, I don't think this is going to be an absolute cakewalk. I, I hope it, you know, gets a little easier when you get into the bullpen, but they're bats, you know, they can put some runs up on the board. You know, it's interesting with game two, it sounds like the Angels are going to go with Diaz, who it's yeah. funny that most fans won't remember because it was that ugly game where the Mariners lost 14 to one. But Diaz was the one that came out of the bullpen and just hung a ton of zeros that I felt like really just went unnoticed because of the way the game played out. But he actually pitched seven innings and gave up one run out of the bullpen in that ball game. So it sounds like he is going to go in game two which is kind of interesting. And I believe the term is he shoved. <laughs> yes, that is the term. I'm with you on Otani. The American League MVP in my mind, and 
if he went zero for zero with 10 walks in this series, that'd be fine by me. Absolutely. And, and I hope they have that message. I think we saw a little bit of that when they kind of pitched around him and then put him on, but let, let's not challenge. Let's not go after him. It's there's just too much damage that can be done there. Um, I'd rather not see Brandon Marsh at the plate ever. He would seem to be kind of He's a problem. Uh, he is a problem as well. Um, defense can kind of pop up and for them, which can be a, a good thing, but yeah, that Diaz game, that's going to be kind of their Montas game. I would imagine. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, Shannon, this was great uh, after what was a pretty fun day, and I cannot wait for game one, Mariners and Angels. You know, what's really great about this is my little yellow notepad. It's getting easier to figure all of this out right now. It was great to just compress it after the two games today. Everything's a little more simple now. I, I'm on like a, a little uh, post-it note now. I'm down to that. You had to tweet your post-it note. That is pretty brilliant. Oh, I, yeah, I have to update it. You're right. I think I, sh I should do that. <laughs> a little picture of the post-it note. <laughs> it says all. <laughs> and then you when you walk into the building tomorrow, you should be wearing it. Just slap it on your shirt. And <laughs> I'm Gary, I believe. Here's my post-it note. It is. I'm Gary, I believe. Uh, you have to say that to get into the building, I think, tomorrow. I'm I Gary, believe. I believe. <laughs> you don't have to say the part. You just have to say you believe to get uh, entrance into the building. I think that's a good idea that, and what was the other thing that we were, Oh, Oh, we're going to have everybody say, Oh, <laughs> that's right. We did it. We're all set. All right. Thanks. Shannon. <laughs> Anytime. All right, here we go. Everyone ready for this one. See you at the park. And, uh, next time we talk, <laughs> who knows what scenario we'll be talking about. Is it a one game? Is it a wild card game? I don't know. We'll find out next time we talk. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.